Before we get going with today's episode, I just want to remind you that we are crazy passionate about helping leaders to get healthy so they can reach sustainable impact. We know this has been a brutal season for leaders, and it is so discouraging when we hear about a leader in the news who has a scandal or a moral failure, something privately that disqualifies them from their public leadership space. And just know this, that breaks our hearts. But secondly, that reminds us why we do what we do. We want to see more leaders get healthy so they can reach sustainable impact, live into how God designed them. Instead of having some kind of crash or burnout, that is not what we are designed to do. And guys, it is possible to live and lead healthy for the long haul without losing our soul. And I want to remind you guys that you can help us to help more leaders. We want to help more leaders in 2021 receive coaching to help them clarify and experiences to help them replenish. Maybe you yourself want to receive coaching or you want to be part of one of our replenishing experiences, but we need help to be able to scholarship more at-risk leaders. And we just want to say thank you to some of the people that have given toward that. Josh and Jacqueline, Brad and Kelly, Casey and Amy, Ed and Mary Lou, Dave and Debbie, and Dan and Lauren, we say thank you. Thank you for helping us to help more at-risk leaders receive coaching to clarify and experiences to replenish. And if you're interested in coming alongside of us to help build our scholarship fund so we can serve more at-risk leaders, we would love to have you. At as little as 10 bucks a month, you can help us to help more leaders. And we're actually part of an amazing new platform called Storehouse. So think somewhere in between Kickstarter and Patreon for kingdom leaders and creators. You can go to storehouse.world, that's storehouse.world, and click on creators. We're the first one that comes up. Also, you can find that link in the show notes. We would love to invite you to give, to help us, to help more leaders clarify through coaching, replenish through experiences so they can get healthy and reach more impact. And now on to today's podcast. Emily, uh, thanks for coming by the podcast today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Well, congrats. Today is book launch day. And I know launching a book is hard regardless. And you've battled through all of the cycles of COVID to to have it here. So congratulations. We're going to talk a little bit about your new book, brand new baby book, Growing Boldly, Dare to Build a Life You Love. But first, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Where did it start? Maybe a couple of waypoints along the way. Yeah, well, I am, uh, I'm Emily Lay and I uh, am a mom to three kids. So I have a 10 year old and two six year olds. I have twins who are six and my husband, Brian, and I live here in Pensacola, Florida. I um, am the founder of a company called Simplified. And so we make planners and organizational tools for busy women. I have a team of eight uh, plus me, so nine all over the United States. We all work remote. And I have the joy of writing books about organizing, simplifying crazy messes, and uh, had the honor of writing Growing Boldly about my entrepreneurial journey. Um, That started back in 2008. I was a newlywed and was climbing the corporate ladder really fast. Um, I had a master's degree in public administration, specializing in nonprofit management. Um, I was working for a women in leadership company, organization, not a company, organization um, at a large state university. And I was working with these women who were just doing like 
big, amazing things, just so impactful in the community. And I wanted to be one of them. Um, I also, side note, really wanted to be a mom. And my own mother had been a school teacher for many, many, many years. And I loved the flexibility that she had to be able to be that kind of mom who was there for the class parties and there during the summer when we were out of school. And so I kind of wanted the best of both worlds, but I wasn't able to find that in a corporate career. So I took this little inkling that I had. Um, I had made our own wedding invitations because we couldn't afford the big fancy ones that I wanted. I took this little interest that I had in that and coupled it with this knack I had for taking a big mess and making it easier to manage and pulled them all together into what is now simplified. Started in my guest room very modestly, um, put every penny together that I made to to fund the whole thing. We've run it debt-free. We're big Dave Ramsey fans um, since the get-go. But my journey has been um, really fun. It's had, I've had made a lot of mistakes. Um, it was uh, We now have a large online shop at emilylay.com where we sell all of our products. We have licensed collections in Office Depot, Staples, Target, and Walmart. Um, and it's awesome. I love what I do. It's so much fun, um, but it, it presents its own unique challenges as both a mom and an entrepreneur. Um, so yeah, I loved being able to write about my journey and kind of the grit and gumption it takes to do your own thing. There you go. All right. Well, question, we talk a lot about burnout here. So I have to ask, have you ever burned out or at least gotten close? Well, how long do you have? <laughs> In um, the next eight hours, please tell us about your eight hours. burnout or close to burnout story. Okay, I do. Um, I have a couple of times. I'm I'm a little bit of an extremist. So if I love something, I love it with like my whole heart, my whole body, my whole all my time. I just want to give all of me to it. And I I found myself early on when my company was just a baby. I had this baby, actual baby, on my hip. I had this other business baby on the other hip and I wanted to give all of me to both sides. And I was so overwhelmed and burned out with all of life because social media was telling me every other woman was doing it perfectly and easily without a hair out of place. Um, The Simplified Planner was born out of that kind of a mess. So burnout has been something I've learned to use to my advantage a little bit and like, okay, this is like the ultimate mess. What do we do with it? But over the years, as we've added children and my husband's also an entrepreneur, I just added layers upon layers. It's been harder to dig out of that burnout. In 2017, I had um, just released my first book. I was writing my second book and I had a, I had a resume that was enviable. I mean, our, our planners are being sold in over 800 stores around the world. And I had said yes to everything in the name of growing my company because that's how you do it, right? You grow, you you say yes to revenue, you say yes to commitments. Every opportunity is a good opportunity. And I had said yes to so many things that that year I was managing a multi-million dollar company. I was on 48 airplanes with uh, toddler twins at home and a five-year-old and everything else that needed my attention. And long story short, uh, one night we put our twins in, to bed and put our oldest to bed. And I just collapsed onto the bed in our bedroom crying. And my husband said, what's going on? <laughs> what's <laughs> wrong? You, you have everything you ever wanted. I mean, this company is thriving. You have a team. You have your name on books. You, 
I don't understand. And I said, I don't either, but I just feel so burned out. I feel so dry. Like, I feel like everything is sucking me dry and I don't have anything left for me or anything else left to give. And what we, what we decided to do was to focus on that 80, 20 rule of spending, you know, we were spending the majority of our time on our wholesale program that I had said yes to because everybody else did. So I thought that's how you did it, but it was taking so much of my time and attention. Whereas what I really, really cared about was connecting with women one-to-one with that end consumer who was purchasing our planners. I wanted to spend more of my time nurturing those relationships. Whereas I was spending my time handling retail store owners and distribution and all of these other things that had nothing to do with that core of who we were. So we made a very calculated decision to cut 40% of our revenue, which is terrifying. Um, We were able to keep our whole team. We cut that revenue. And by taking all of that time and attention and focusing it on what we truly, truly cared about and shaving off some margin for me to, you know, not be crazy all the time, um, we were able to double our revenue the following year. Wow. And so wild. burnout has been pivotal for me. I mean, it was the, the simplified planner was born out of burnout. Um, our company's trajectory was solidified in seasons of burnout. So yes, I know burnout very well. Um, and I've, I've learned a lot of things over the years, but the most important thing I think is that being an entrepreneur requires so much grit and so much hustle and so much work and sacrifice. But if we're not balancing that out with actual soul care with filling our hearts and minds and bodies with truths, with things that are unchanging, when the winds start to blow or you have infant babies at home and are in a just a tough season or a global pandemic happens, you're going to fall right over. So yes, many, yeah. many lessons learned in that That's department. That's good. That's good. And I, I think it's helpful to hear that folks to say, Burnout was pivotal for me. So if you are in the middle yeah. of burnout, this is not the end of your story. This could be the beginning of something beautiful. I would also say yeah. that uh, we have a journal called the Right Side Up Journal. A lot of our tools were basically like, how do we get people out of holes that I've already fallen into? And so yeah. if I wouldn't have gotten so disorganized in seasons. Ironically, I couldn't have helped other people get organized. So it's like, where'd you learn that stuff? Uh, yeah. First, I practiced it on me and I needed something. It worked. I figured it would work for other people. So sometimes as an entrepreneur, right, we solve pain points and then we realize those are the same pain points everybody else is feeling. So I love that. Thanks for sharing about that. That's super fascinating. Um, Let's talk about your book, Growing Boldly, Dare to Build a Life You Love. I know that this is a labor of love. I know that writing a book is not just, oh, I just had an idea a month ago and then here we go. So (laughs) why? What's your big why behind writing this book? Oh my goodness. You know, I always had this little spark in me that was like, you know what? It takes it takes a little something to be able to build something out of nothing. It takes a little bit of a little bit of crazy, a little bit of gumption, like grit. And I love those words. Um, I always, I've written about a lot of things, but I always wanted to write a book that was really bold and shared not just like the really pretty sides of being an entrepreneur, but like the hard stuff too. Um, I also had the honor and, and one really wanted to share stories of other women who have gone up against uh, unbelievable things. I mean, truly sometimes tragic 
hard, hard things and have built lives that they're not just surviving in, like they're really thriving. So growing boldly, I mean, it's just, it's straight fire. And I turned it into four weeks before COVID started and was like, are you serious? Like our whole lives, the whole world is different as we started editing the book. Um, but this book is based on things that just don't change. Like I said, that just don't change when life gets hard. And so um, I also wanted to really write a book that wasn't just inspirational. I feel like there's a lot of books out there that tell us to be a girl boss and like hustle till it hurts. And here's all my inspirational ways of telling you that you can be all the things and do all the things. I wanted to write a book that also left you feeling capable because you had some tactical tools on how to actually do it. So I'm not just going to encourage you to build a life you love, but tell you how to actually figure out A, what it is and B, how you, how to get there, like how to actually do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not just in the easy times when life is sunny, but when life is hard too. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a bright yellow. If you're on, if you're watching this on video, it's a bright yellow book. And it's, um, it's just my whole heart in a bunch of pages. Awesome. Well, uh, not to spoil the whole book, but can you walk us through those five key principles of building the life you love? Just do kind of a quick flyover on those five. Yeah. So I wanted to give this book a really solid framework so that people could walk away with some things that were really easy to remember. And um, I've always loved the word build because it's actionable. So the word build says we have to move our feet. We have to actually do things. We can't just dream about it or think about it or plan for it. We have to actually build it. And I broke the word build down into five key principles that help us on our journey to building lives that we love. It's an acronym. So B stands for believe in who you are and whose you are. The U stands for utilize what you have. We often have way more resources than we think we do. The I stands for imagine the life you want. So this is all about visualization and thinking about it and bringing it into reality before we even get there. The L um, was really important for me to include. That stands for love people well, because not only do we have this opportunity to fulfill our own potential, but we can truly impact others in our community, in our world, in positive ways while we do it. And then the D stands for do what matters and forget the rest. And that um, is really foundational throughout the whole book, but it's about being actionable, doing the work, but focusing on the things that matter most and letting the rest fall aside, even if just for a season. That's good. Excited to dig in to the book again. Again, congrats. This is launch day today. So that's got to be an amazing feeling to be at this spot. Uh, even better when you're going to have people reaching out and saying this framework helped do more than just inspire, but actually build my way forward. Yeah. So Beautiful and congrats uh, on that. It is a beautiful cover too. Like, honestly, don't judge a book by its cover, but we do. <laughs> and so you might as well have an amazing cover. Three lies that keep women back from a life yeah. that they love. Can you talk about those? You know, I think there's so many lies that we believe um, as women. I think that social media feeds us a steady diet of how everybody else is living life well and we're not. Um, I think that it's important not just to recognize the lies we're telling ourselves, but to call them out and take power away from them. And we do this by bringing in the truths 
that counterbalance those. What do you know about yourself, about who you are, about who you were made to be, about how you were made? The book has a ton of worksheet pages throughout. I wanted it to be super interactive so that you walk away feeling like change started to happen within you. And throughout those pages, we talk about identifying what those lies are. So sometimes they're as obvious as I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough money to create a business. I don't have a enough um, time to like focus on my marriage. You're building a life you love might look like starting a company. It might not. It did for me, but it might look like focusing on your marriage. It might look like focusing within the walls of your home. Um, but identifying what the lies are, no matter whether they're big or small, sometimes it's I'm not skinny enough. I'm not interesting enough. Whatever that is, identifying those and then realizing the truths about ourselves that we can put in their places. That's what's so important. You can't just take it away and not have a truth to put in its place. We have to bring those truths in so that we have something to stand on when it's gone. Mm, That's good. Is there kind of one thread that runs through your life where somebody says, how can I be successful? How can I have a meaningful life? How can I be, dare I say, happy? Is there one answer that you give when somebody throws that huge question out there? Oh my gosh, that's so big. (laughs) How to be happy. You know, A, I think it's a lot of about perspective, um, especially looking at the last year. Um, The audio version of this book has a bonus chapter called Where to Start When Everything Feels Hard, which is kind of like, how do we get back to being happy when all of life feels like it's falling apart? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with perspective, but I also think that there is this beauty, especially as women, of putting ourselves first which sounds like so weird to say. It sounds the opposite of what we should be saying. It sounds selfish. But what I have learned over the years is that if I put my oxygen mask on first, I'm actually going to be better for everyone else, for my team, my husband, my kids, my work. I'm going to be better for them if I am taking care of me first, if I'm filling the well that I'm pouring out of so often with truth, with nourishment, with rest, with sleep, I think carving out even just 10 minutes to go sit in your closet while your kids, your kids stick their fingers under the door. I know because it's mine do. Um, Just carving out a few minutes for you to have some quiet time to think through the practices or the questions that we ask in the book. It will allow you to reconnect better with yourself and remember what makes you happy to begin with. Because so often it's easy to get lost under all the hats we wear. Mm, That's good. We're talking about ladies in leadership, ladies in entrepreneurship. And so this first question is is probably more for the guys. Give us some perspective on this. What are some unique yeah. challenges uh, in terms of your leadership and entrepreneurship that you believe you faced because you were a woman? Good question. Um, rolling back to before I was an entrepreneur, um, I was a, I would say a leader and I was kind of pursuing my own my own path. Um, I found myself as the only woman in many a boardroom. Um, I was the executive director of our city ballet when I was just 23 years old, which is a crazy job to give a 23 year old, (laughs) but I learned how to like sink, right. I learned how to sink or swim. And I, I very quickly learned how to hold my own and be confident in who I was at the time. And so I think, um, as women, we, we struggle a lot of times with confidence 
getting to know ourselves again and understanding what makes us tick, that no mistake was made in the making of who we are, that we were made different and unique on purpose, all of that is so valuable. For me personally, I have struggled the most with um, the balance of life. Um, I had the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom, which I know is not an opportunity everyone has, but I had that opportunity when my kids were little and I chose not to do it. And I have struggled with that decision over the years that, you know, were my kids not served the best way by me? Maybe I should have chosen that, but God put it in me to have this desire to have community outside our home, to um, pour into our children by pouring into a career as well outside the home. And so I think there's a unique set of um, feelings that we have as women when we are doing multiple things, whether that is volunteering outside the home and also being a mother or working outside the home and also being a mother or a wife or whatever it is. We, we often feel like we're pulled in two different directions. I've learned through experience and over the years that my family is so well served when I am fulfilling my calling over here as well. Um, it makes me a better mom. I'm able to see, I, my kids now are able to articulate to me what I do and the things they learn from it. Um, I get them in here to help pack boxes and things from time to time. So I, I think that that would be the the thing I would share that as women, we do face a unique set of circumstances. We, we do sometimes struggle with, with confidence. Um, we do in our decisions, especially. Um, but yeah, I, I also feel very fortunate to be married to somebody who has just encouraged me the whole way and been like in my corner as I made decisions. Awesome. All right. Second question. And last question, kind of for the ladies here, we'll just pretend like I'm not even listening or that the guys aren't <laughs> even watching. Uh, there are ladies out there that have dreams within them, entrepreneurial dreams, leadership dreams, dreams of of taking on something that feels big and feels scary. Yeah. Um, what would you say to those women listening? Don't be afraid to do the work. Um, I think there is a time and a season for everything. There's a time and a season to to uh, plant and a time to harvest. There's a time to do the work, to roll up your sleeves, to stay up late, to get sweaty, to watch every YouTube video you can find on how to do the thing you're trying to learn how to do. There's a time to sacrifice and, and do that. There's also a time to take care of yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I know a lot of women right now who are just trying to keep their heads above water with virtual schooling and all the things that COVID brought in. Um, there's, there's seasons where we just have to nourish ourselves. Don't be afraid to do that work. Also, mm. don't be afraid to take a nap if you need it. Um, yes. I think it's really important to not just balance the work is so important, but the rest is so important. Like there, if you don't, if you have one without the other, it doesn't, it does not work. And I can only say that because I've hit the wall <laughs> so many times. Um, and so I think that would be my best advice. Don't be afraid to do the work and don't be afraid to take a nap if you need it. There we go. Amen. That's the biggest thing I've heard so far. Don't be afraid to take a nap. Beautiful. I yeah. absolutely love, love that. And I'm an avid nap taker myself. All right. This is <laughs> where I basically ask for a little bit of free coaching uh, from you and other people yeah. get to listen. Let, let's say someone is feeling overwhelmed. We talk a lot about overwhelm 
as pre-burnout, a bad space to live in. We start making bad decisions when we're feeling overwhelmed. And one of my favorite words is actually simplify, mainly because I'm not that smart. So I have to simplify things. All right, that's my confession. Simplified, we've we've got to get a couple of principles out of you. So if somebody's feeling overwhelmed, what would be a couple of next quick steps in order to simplify one area of our lives? I love it. I was made for this. So imagine you have a junk drawer. Okay. Just go with me with this analogy. You have a junk drawer and we all have this in our kitchen where we just put all the things, right? So you open the junk drawer and you think, I want to, I'm so overwhelmed by this. I need to clean this out. I want this to make sense. I want to feel like I can breathe when I look in this drawer. I can find what I need. So here's what you do. You take everything out. You don't make decisions yet. You take everything out, clean the drawer out. Then you put framework and structure in place. They can be the cute little, you know, clear organizers from the container store, or they can be the the leftover, you know, box you have from the from Amazon or whatever. You just put your little boxes in place and you get some framework. Then you handle every single item and you make a decision about it. You keep the best, the favorite, and the necessary. That's it. Best, favorite, necessary. If it doesn't fall into those categories, you don't keep it. You donate it, you trash it, whatever. You get rid of it. Then you sort, you take the things, you sort them to where they go. Then you have a drawer that makes sense and you can breathe and you can find what you need and nothing that you don't need, right? Now, think about your calendar, your mind, your home, whatever it is that's overwhelming you, you do the exact same things. So let's say you have a calendar that's completely overwhelming, which that's my calendar right now is completely overwhelming. (laughs) What you do is you take inventory of what you're committed to, okay? So you look at everything, pretend like you have a blank slate, pretend like you've taken everything out of the drawer and you have a blank slate. What you're going to do is handle each and every commitment and you're going to give it a yes or a no. Best, favorite, necessary. Those are the ones you keep. Everything else, not right. I'm so sorry. I wish I could, but I can't in this season. I would love to, but my plate is so full right now. I hope you'll keep me in mind. You practice those things, those no's, very graciously, gratefully, but unapologetically saying no to the things you don't have time for in this season, right? Not a, not a forever no, but maybe a just right now no. That is how you get back to a calendar that has margin, where it feels like you can breathe. Even just this morning, you're going to laugh, but even just this morning, I took this notepad and I was feeling a little overwhelmed because it's book release time and Simplified's launching a whole bunch of new stuff in a couple months. And this morning, I just felt very overwhelmed. And so I just wrote down like 900 things that I'm committed to right now and started crossing off. What can I say no to? I got to make margin in our lives. When we feel overwhelmed, like you said, the precursor, the precursor to burnout, when we feel overwhelmed, it's because we can't breathe. We don't have enough margin and margin is so important just for allowing, allowing our brains to sort out all the other stuff we have going on, giving ourselves a chance or space for life to happen. It's so very important. And that's why I am a huge proponent of the nap. Even if it is a 10-minute nap, just giving yourself a chance to take a breath and catch up is so very valuable. Mm, that's good. I love it. We talk so many similar things and you guys are doing some incredible things to help people declutter and to simplify their life. So guys, we're talking to Emily Lay today who is the founder of Simplified, her new book, Growing Boldly, Dare to Build a Life You Love. Perhaps the most important question is the last question, all right? As a nod to girl power, 
we are saying you find yourself in an emotional fight with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. How would you, you don't have to physically dominate him or punch him in the face, anything like that. Okay. How would you make Dwayne The Rock Johnson cry and therefore walk away from you? So my my husband, he, t- he tells me he does this. Like he plays this game in his head sometimes if he's like in a waiting room or on an airplane. Like how, how would I fight whatever celebrity exactly there is out there that is, is this, this game right yes so but we are tempering it just a little bit so it doesn't have to be as i mean that that's pretty intense to say you know punch him no you don't have to do that just make him cry and therefore walk away <laughs> I, I mean i would challenge him we i would have to have a challenge and i would have to challenge him to something i'm good at so an we organizing duel? together it would be an organizing duel, his junk drawer against my junk drawer. Who could do the best first? Who could get rid of the most stuff without getting rid of anything important? Because somebody's going to need the screwdriver. That's what we would do. We'd do that's how we would duel. Boom. And I would win. So many lessons Boom. right there, folks. Defeat people by the there things you that you are amazing at. Emily, it's been <laughs> awesome chatting with you. Congratulations on another baby in your life which is Growing Boldly, this book that you've labored, I know, so hard on. Congratulations. And where can folks Thank find you. you and find out more about you and about Simplified? Yes, um, on all the places, emilylay.com. I'm Emily Lay and also Simplified uh, on Instagram. And we just released a new podcast to call the Simplified Podcast. So you can find me there too. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, Emily. Thank you so much.